chapter twenty three of tilda jane's orphans this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by gloria begaman somerville south carolina tilda jane's orphans by marshall saunders chapter twenty three perletta puzzles her friends it was late that same night tilda jane and perletta had seen grandpa safely in his bower as hank called the harness room it was really a very neat little bedroom now and the spectacle of grandpa tucked in bed with his beloved pup at his feet was so affecting to tilda jane that she gave a squeal of rapture and ran to embrace again and again the young dog who was so sleepy from his travels that he impatiently opened his mouth and bit at her to bid her be gone let him alone little girl said grandpa he's snappy like most folks when they're fagged out good night and pleasant dreams to you and perletta said tilda jane softly oh add perletta grandpa and perletta he said crossly now get out both of you perletta who stood in the doorway holding a lantern in her hand and not glowering at him as she used to even when she was doing him some favor but now benevolent and patient in expression uttered a pleased and surprised good night sir then led the way to the ladder by which she and tilda jane ascended to their respective sleeping places grandpa had his big bell by him as he used to have in the burned house but he was so well now that he never had occasion to ring it in the night tilda jane found una sleeping peacefully on the bed in her sweet-smelling room the loft was pretty well empty of hay now but the odor remained and whether it was owing to that or to the good supper the little creature had taken she was certainly reposing well and with none of the twitchings of flesh that mr waysmith so much dreaded tilda jane undressed said her prayers and was soon sleeping soundly beside her new pet while gippy reposed in his box in the corner poacher the guardian of the family in hank's absence lay downstairs by the front barn door that had been barred for the night you'll get plenty of air through the windows at night hank had said before he went away don't leave the doors open some tramp might sneak in and frighten you the whole family slept but perletta she was wide awake and leaning far out the window in her end of the loft stared out at the road faintly gray and dusty in the moonlight and at the silver line of the river beyond her thoughts however were not on the beauty of nature as tilda jane's would have been perletta was too material to experience heartfelt and comforting raptures over a sunset or moonrise she was rejoicing in the possession of a secret a most important and substantial sort of secret 
and with irrepressible chuckles she gazed down into the cellar of the new house where the masons were carrying on their work of repair i could fix em up better nor they're plannin to be fixed she muttered gleefully if they'd let me they'll have to do the squire thing though who's that comin a man as i'm alive it was true as she stood leaning out the window and soliloquizing a man had entered their yard and was swinging up at a good pace toward the barn door he was carrying a suitcase in his hand and as her eye fell on it her expression of alarm changed to one of cunning and relief it's him she said and if lil tilda jane don't wake up and poke in i'll have some fun a badgerin him to even up for the time he badgered me and slyly withdrawing her head from the window she took up the lighted lantern beside her and went stealthily down the ladder to the barn floor the man was knocking softly hello there hello didn't i see a light let me in who's a knockin asked perletta in sepulchral tones it's me replied a well-known voice and who's me she asked with a grin of reminiscence hey there you perletta was the reply you think you're awful funny don't you open this door and let me in get out you tramp she replied with assumed wrath the boss of this ranch is away he told me to stand guard as i was the biggest said he perletta you're to let no one in at night and if thieves come mind you stand in front of dad and tilda and let em hit you fust oh swallow that nonsense said hank impatiently and open this door do you hear perletta was so convulsed with laughter that she had to set her lantern on the floor then composing herself she seized poacher by the neck as he was throwing himself against the door in transports of delight your voice she said gruffly is like the boss's but i mistrust you he's off on a fishing trip we've got valuables in here a sewing machine and nice black furniture and a new dog with a million etc etc now look here perletta said hank in a rage if you don't open this door i'll knock it down you can't do it she chuckled go away mr robber and a thief honest folkses is in bed and rogues is a-runnin hank in exasperation started such a pounding on the door that perletta seizing the lantern fled toward the ladder and climbed to her perch in the hayloft tilda jane awakened by the noise felt confusedly for una who was yelping with alarm then she began to crawl out of bed her first thought for grandpa suddenly the lantern was thrust through the curtains of her doorway and perletta gasping with laughter ejaculated it's hank go let him in tilda jane with a hasty pat on una's back threw on some clothing swung herself down the ladder with a celerity born of much going up and down and was soon unbarring the door for hank 
who was tired and in more of a temper than she had ever before seen him in where's that idiot that simpleton that witless lout he cried as he stamped into the barn if i'm spared till morning she'll march oh hank dear you don't mean perletta exclaimed tilda jane in dismay don't say anything against her wait till i tell you how good she's been good she's a beast a demon said hank wildly i never did like her i hate her now to shut a fellow out of his own house in the dead of night did she try to keep you out asked tilda jane oh hank isn't she waggish she's trying to pay you back for that trick you got off on her when she came back after running away with puppy and the pigeon how dare she spluttered hank i'll teach her good london hear that man roaring and that bell a-ringing yes sir i'm coming hurry hank hurry i hate to have him worked up and tilda jane lantern in hand flew toward the harness room where grandpa and handy andy were both yelling at the top of their lungs to the accompaniment of the dinner bell the barn is on fire the pup and i will burn alive shouted grandpa with one leg out of bed help me someone oh i feel so feeble get back sir get back cried hank dashing in before tilda jane the barn ain't on fire and ain't going to be and you know it you just want a mite of attention get into bed there's a lady coming your son will wrap you up and he affectionately bundled his father back to his warm nest trying meanwhile to ward off attacks from the relieved and delighted andy who was trying to devour him with caresses grandpa submitted blissfully to his tucking in he had his son back and the pup in addition now he was an entirely happy man still there was one drop of bitterness in his cup now that he thought of it you talk of a lady son he mumbled with concern you ain't married be you married ejaculated hank scornfully i'm pretty daring but i dasn't bring another female into this nursery which is alive with em already how do you s'pose tilda and perletta would greet a lady andy get down i say sir i'm glad you've got your dog back and he's riotous to see me it's kind of cheering to have something show joy if it's only dumb critters and he caressed poacher who was affectionately licking his dusty shoes as he could reach no other part of his person only dogs and my old dad think anything of poor hank i guess you're tired brother said tilda jane calmly you know how much perletta and i think of you perletta that witch exclaimed grandpa who now that his fit of temper and fright was over was beginning to get the drift of things and to understand that tilda jane was the lady hank had referred to what's the matter with that girl she's powerful cheeky lately seems as if a new spirit had got into her 
i wouldn't call it cheeky sir suggested tilda jane mildly she's out more but she hasn't been cheeky in the house not since hank left till tonight when he came home so i'm the one that's upsetting her am i said hank resentfully well miss perletta can go real find another girl what made you come home so soon boy asked grandpa your time ain't up you've only been gone a week i guess i got homesick said hank sulkily beds were hard and rooms were stuffy and fish scarce wherever i went and food not fit to eat i got dyspepsy and begun to hate everyone and thinks i those masons are fooling dad about the cellar i'll bet and so i thought i'd come home and this is the welcome i get tilda jane why don't you go to bed instead of standing there like a sick ghost good night then she said sweetly sleep well brother and grandpa i'll leave the lantern i can go up the ladder in the dark as she climbed upward she muttered i never knew before that it made a man so mad to be locked out of his own barn but i guess he'll be all right in the morning why una and she greeted the delighted little dog who had slipped off the bed and was waiting for her in the dark at the top of the ladder is that your soft tongue licking my hand i thought it must be gippy good girly i won't leave you again her philosophical prediction with regard to hank came true he was all right in the morning and acted as if he were quite ashamed of his surliness the night before he overwhelmed tilda jane with attentions and even threw a forgiving glance toward perletta who was warily keeping in the background pawn my appetite he said feelingly as he pushed his chair back from the breakfast table set in the middle of the barn floor i ain't tasted a meal like that since i left home and it's simple enough too you're a regular homebody said grandpa whose delight at having him back was too strong to be concealed your mother was he added in a lower key you take it from her hank looked quickly at him his father rarely spoke of the mother dead now so many years ago that hank barely remembered her i guess she was a pretty good woman weren't she dad he said i just call up having her lay her hands on my head she was a good woman said grandpa and his old head dropped on his breast then raising it he said keenly and i for one don't want to see no other in her place while i'm alive hank smirked at handy andy who was going round underneath the table untying everybody's shoelaces dad you've got a wholesale fear of my getting married but don't you fret i ain't likely to set no daughter-in-law over you this is your house as long as you live if you married hank said tilda jane wistfully would i have to leave no siree said the young man striking the breakfast table with his fist yes she would cried perletta 
advancing from the back of the barn and speaking in a cross and surly voice hank looked her up and down with mingled amusement and disdain then he said and please who would support you two babes in the wood i'd do it replied perletta drawing up her big frame majestically what on pursued hank with twinkling eyes money responded perletta oracularly then she withdrew into the shade of a clump of lilacs by the back barn door dad said hank turning to his father what a pickle you've got me into with these young females on account of your talk of marriage and i ain't got no more idea of such a thing than you have i guess you're a free man said grandpa tartly you ain't beholden to no females about what you'll do or not do i ain't beholden said hank but mark me it ain't wise nor agreeable to stir up any female beyond teething age let sleeping dogs lie is a good saying and i add let sleeping womankind lie too till they choose to wake themselves now i'm a-going to interview the masons out there then we'll trot down by the river to talk over my troubles with the pigs i see they've led poacher down already my it's queer not to have to hurry off to the mill fine too you don't enjoy rest unless you have worked and you don't properly enjoy work unless you rest a bit once in so often guess i'll take milkweed and getting up he went to the door of her stall opened it and allowed her to follow him like a dog down to the river perletta was still sulking at the back of the barn tilda jane was smiling sedately and after calling to hank walk up and down the willow path brother i'll run down and see you as soon as i finish the dishes she hurriedly began to clear off the breakfast table a short time later hank with poacher at his heels was pacing up and down the river bank his hands were in his pockets he was whistling cheerily watching meanwhile milkweed who was munching the sweet meadow grass and the pigs who were in their favorite mud bath near a tangle of alders hearing an answering whistle he looked up and saw tilda jane stepping carefully down the bank holding una under her arm hank she said when she got near him will you send poacher to play with the pigs i want una to walk about a spell absquatulate skedaddle make tracks said hank to the hound who laying his ears back went to join dodge and grappler the two pigs received him with amiable grunts and even climbed out of their bath to touch him with their snouts in a friendly fashion now dear pace up and down behind us said tilda jane to the small timid dog and she set her on the well-worn path by the river una with ears clapped tight to her head tail between her legs and quivering with excitement and anxiety followed closely her nose close to tilda jane's ankles 
seeing that she would take no harm from the exercise tilda jane turned to hank brother i can't tell you how glad i am to have you back i've been so upsot no upset about perletta since you went away that i didn't know what to do what's the matter with the girl asked hank carelessly why hank she's getting money somewhere lots of it money he ejaculated stopping short yes brother and she goes to town nearly every day i wish she'd tell us what she's doing why didn't you ask her i did brother i said perletta i'm bothered about you is everything all right about what you're doing what did she say she said time would tell you say she has lots of money how much five dollars five dollars exclaimed tilda jane rolling her eyes toward some men who were passing in a boat on the river why she's just bought grandpa a fur-lined coat that cost i don't know how much i know she said they took thirty dollars off cause she got it out of season they don't like to pack their furs away now at the beginning of summer on account of moths she bought dad a fur-lined coat blurted hank taking his hands out of his pockets and looking at them as searchingly as if he might find written on them an explanation of the mystery why sissy you can't buy a decent fur-lined coat less than ninety or a hundred dollars and usually they're a heap more well hank she's got money left for i saw a roll of bills sticking out of her purse it wouldn't shut and she had a piece of twine round it and brother she added shamefacedly she's given me something too what is it a party dress she said it's pink silk and awful pretty but too bold for me folks would stare a pink silk dress repeated hank why how you talk and what has she got for me nothing she said she asked her lawyer what to buy for you and he said you were a young man and if any presents were to be made you should give them to her not she to you well i be jiggered said hank in utter mystification her lawyer and who is he i want to know mr joseph whiting old joseph whiting the smartest and honestest lawyer in town and a howling aristocrat you don't mean to say she's been to him yes hank she showed me his name at the foot of a letter signed big and full with a lot of curlicues at the end asked hank excitedly yes brother just like snakes that's old whiting's signature i see it a dozen times a week at the mill but what under the sun would he be writing to perletta for now hank remarked tilda jane firmly perletta ain't i mean hasn't been stealing she isn't that kind i was afraid of it at first then i thought what a goose i was perletta is good i feel it course she is said hank kindly 
she's a regular zany but the girl is honest enough you can tell by her eye i guess i know what it is tilda she's come into some money there ain't a soul in this town would give her a dime i expect that's it said tilda jane soberly yet at the same time i feel kind of uneasy about her she isn't spending it right she's like a child hank can't you do something is she doing her work all right yes except when she goes to town a lot well we hired her to do certain work if she does it we can't complain if she goes too much tell her you can't spare her her money is her private concern i can't meddle that ain't business but i'd return the pink silk sissy tell her you told me about it and i ain't willin for you to keep it she'll feel bad can't help that she ain't going to make a ninny of you too do you suppose grandpa will take the coat wait till she offers it he'll settle her pretty quick but hank she's awful good to make such presents course she is but dad and i ain't willin to fatten off any poor goose cap like perletta let her keep her money for herself she ain't likely got much you hold on a bit i'll keep my eyes open and i warrant you i'll make some discoveries in perletta's direction End of chapter twenty three